This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ali Tikkanen. Welcome to episode four of our mini-series about context of sedentary behavior and physical activity. This is a six-part series meant for researchers interested in studying the various aspects of sedentary behavior and physical activity. We will look at social, emotional and temporal context we will discuss how we measure these behaviors and see how these insights can guide interventions. And in this episode four, we will go into the various methods for measuring the context of physical activity and sedentary behavior. We will explore the common tools like surveys and questionnaires, the insightfulness of observational studies and the cutting-edge integration of technology in context measurement. And as we navigate through the pros and cons of these methods, we will see how they shape our understanding of intricate relationship between our surroundings and our habits. So. Welcome to this exploration of the tools that researchers employ to comprehend and influence our exercise and sedentary behaviors. And like said in previous episodes, understanding the context of sedentary behavior and physical activity is crucial for developing effective interventions. And there are various methods available for measuring the context, each with its strengths and limitations. Each with its strengths and limitations. And in this episode, we will explore surveys and questionnaires, observational studies, and the integration of technology in context measurement. So let's start with surveys and questionnaires. So these are the tools we often use for measuring the context and they can really help us understand how individuals feel about exercise and sedentary habits and it those shed light on their perceptions, beliefs and attitudes. And some of the big advantages of self-report measures are that they are pretty easy to administer, they are usually cost effective and they us, let us collect data from a whole lot of people at once. So some of the big advantages of self-report measures are that they are pretty easy to administer. Usually they are cost-effective and they let us collect data from a whole lot of people at once. However, they do have their drawbacks. There's things like potential recall bias. People may not being entirely honest because they want to look good. That's called social desirability bias. 
and they might not be completely accurate in capturing all the contextual information we need. So if we are designing effective service, researchers should always use validated questionnaires, provide clear instructions and do a test run of the survey with the target audience. And maybe I would add that it's sometimes difficult to get people to respond to these surveys as it takes time to fill them. And if we then move to observational studies, which involve the direct observation of behavior in different contexts, this kind of research can really reveal patterns and associations between environmental factors and activity levels that might not be so clear through self-report measures. Some of the strong points of observational research are that it lets us study behavior in natural settings and it doesn't rely as much on participant memory. But it also has its drawbacks, including potential observer bias, the fact that it can take really a long time and a lot of effort to collect data and it can be difficult to establish uh, the cause and effect. And to conduct top-notch observational studies, researchers should use standardized observation protocols. They should train observers truly and, and use different strategies to minimize bias. And if we then move to discuss how we are integrating technology in context measurements. So advances in technology have opened up a lot of new opportunities for assessing context. There's wearable devices, smartphone apps, and other technologies can provide objective and also subjective real-time data on physical activity and sedentary behavior. And these methods have many potential benefits like improved accuracy, continuous monitoring, and the ability to capture data in various contexts. But naturally, they do come with their own set of challenges, including potential privacy concerns, data management issues, and the need for technical expertise on both researcher and participant side. And if we looking ahead to the future of context measurement technology may involve in the development of more advanced looking ahead, the future of context measurement technology may involve the development of more advanced sensors, improve data processing algorithms, and the integration of artificial intelligence to provide, for example, personalized feedback and recommendations for participants. And if we think about the choosing the right method for measuring the context of physical activity and sedentary behavior, it really depends on the research question at hand, the resources available, and the target population. And if you are using a mix of self-report measures, observational research, and technology-based methods, you can really get a more 
comprehensive understanding of the factors influencing activity levels and then you are able to develop targeted interventions that promote healthier lifestyles. Thanks for joining us in exploring the measurement methods of sedentary behavior and physical activity. Stick around because in the next episode we are going to look at how we can use this research to actually develop intervention and influence behavior changes. And if you got interested in measuring context of sedentary behavior or physical activity, we have good news for you. The Beyond platform provides convenient way to collect contextual information. It includes a cloud platform and easy-to-use mobile app for both Android and iOS. It has shown its capabilities in several large EU projects and is now available globally. Our product expert Dr. Miriam Caprita is glad to have a chat to see if our platform could help you make better research with less hassle. So feel free to book a quick video call with Miriam from the link in the episode description. Thanks for listening and have a great day.